This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center code. Have you guys ever heard of Myers-Briggs? It's a a personality test or theory whereby they do an assessment of individuals and it it tells you a little bit about your personality. The goal is once you understand what your personality is and you understand the personality of your peers or perhaps your spouse or your kids, it allows you to interact, interact with each other a little bit easier because you have a better understanding of what it is different people are doing. So Myers-Briggs kind of breaks it down into four different categories. The first one is extroverted, introverted. Uh, Second is sensing and intuitive. Third is feeling and thinking. And fourth is judging and perceiving. So extroverted, introverted is, you know, you would think of an extrovert or an introvert. But this one is a little bit more tied to thinking. Are you an extroverted thinker or an introverted thinker? So the way that kind of works is if you're an extroverted thinker, then you're somebody that the more people you're around, the more energized you get. It's, um, it's, it's a place where, where you, you just feel good. And you know, they often talk about, about extrovert, introvert as, as where do you recharge your batteries. So for instance, my wife is an extrovert. When she goes to a party, she comes back from the party and she's bouncing off the walls because she's just so full of energy. She kind of recharged her batteries. Me, on the other hand, I'm more of an introverted thinker. So if I'm looking to recharge my batteries, I want to read a book, I want to watch a movie, really just kind of want to be alone. So uh, the next one is sensing and intuitive. And sensing is more of how do you make decisions? Are you, are you someone that's pretty structured? You know, you're kind of looking for a list. You know, you want to start at the top of the list, work your way down. Intuitive is you're a little bit more of a free thinker. You don't mind letting things kind of slide. You like to kind of look at things, kind of get a gut feel, figure out what you're going to do. Feeling and thinking is, is you kind of make decisions based on how you feel versus you want facts and you use those facts to actually make a decision. And then judging versus perceiving is once you got the data, bam, you want to make a decision or you're kind of a perceiving person, which is, you know what, I'm not sure I want to make a decision just yet. Why don't we just let it percolate for a while? So they measure these things on a scale of zero to 30 on both ends of the spectrum, right? So if you're right smack dab in the middle, you're a zero. If you're like a high extrovert, you're a, you're a plus 30. Or if you're a high introvert, you're like a minus 30. So everything kind of runs off that zero scale. Well, so uh, running a company, right? Most people thought I was an extrovert, but whenever I took the test, I always ended up as a plus four introvert. Of course, whenever we'd run these tests, I'd try to go sit in on the introverted folks meeting, but they would never let me in because they said I didn't belong as an introvert. I was definitely an extrovert. What I figured out over the course of time was is that I was a, I was more of an extrovert at work and more of an introvert at home. And one of the ways that they tell that is that if you walk into a room with 
you know, with 50 people? Are you the kind of person that wants to meet everybody in the room and you're really comfortable? Or if you could just find one person that you knew, that's where you go and you could hang out with them for the rest of the night and you'd be just fine. So anyway, the reason that I bring up, um, bring up extroverted, introverted, or Myers-Briggs is that, is that I'm doing this podcast right in the middle of the COVID-19. And I, I do pray that you're safe and that your, your family's healthy and that you're protecting yourself when you're doing all the social distancing stuff that you, that you need to be doing. I used to think, though, prior to COVID-19 that I was way overconnected, way too connected to my phone, way too connected to my emails and all the other things that are going on. And um, now I've realized just how disconnected I've become with, of course, the stay at home and all the, all the, the changes and, the, and the, the need for seeing people, the need to be around people that even though I'm an introverted thinker and I recharge my battery, I really do need to be around people. I really do need to be connected. And, and so I want to talk to you today about connection. And this is podcast 17. And we're talking about connection in your business, which is the connection between your employees and you, their peers, and the company. And this connection is critical because connection has to be intentional. Connection is something that you have to intentionally go about to connect with your employees, get them to connect with their peers, connect with you, and obviously connect with the company as well. And when you're able to have more connection and you are a more connected organization, um, you obviously have a higher sense of, of team, there's less turnover, you have better performance, you have higher customer experience, and you have higher employee experience. When people are connected, they feel like they're part of a team. They feel like they belong, they fit in, there are others there that are just like them, and they matter. So I want to walk through the three components of connection and talk you through how to connect and how do we make this happen. So first off, we need to connect our employees with their peers. Not saying it's the most important, but man, it's really, really important that they connect with their peers. And you've heard me say this before, it's just like high school, right? Everybody needs at least one friend to make it through high school. Right, you gotta have you gotta have one friend. You need somebody to protect you from the bullies and somebody to protect you from the mean girls. You don't need eight friends, but you really can't get through high school unless you've got one friend. And at work, it's really, really similar. You've gotta make a connection, especially in the contact center industry where we've got such a high level of turnover, right? Making a connection with somebody, having somebody to look forward to see when you go to work or to connect up with or to compare or to do whatever you're going to need to do, it makes a difference. If you're eating lunch by yourself every day, if you don't have anybody to talk to, if you haven't made a connection, you're going to just have a higher level of turnover because you're going to go somewhere else. There's nothing else to keep you there besides the paycheck. And obviously we'll talk about you and everybody else, but we're talking about peers right now. So how do I connect somebody to their peers? Well, the simplest way to do that is to recognize that we have an enormous amount of similarities and we need to find ways to create some commonality. We have to look for ways to show them that they have things in common because you can be really lonely in a group of 10 people and you can be really lonely in a group of 1,000 people if you're not connected to people, you don't have a way to connect to them and not everybody's extroverted. Some people are introverted. Some people are overly extroverted, but sometimes it's hard to connect and also told you this before that I really believe that, that, that 
hiring process should be more like a fraternity or sorority rush where you're bringing them in, you're teaching them your culture, you're, you're driving your culture, you're showing them the way that things are done in their organization, and then you're connecting them to their peers. And when we talk about connection, when we talk about trying to find things in common, it could be anything. It could be TV shows that they have in common, hobbies, whether they're right-handed or left-handed, the month of their birth, the state they were born, which presidential candidate they like, what Super Bowl team they're rooting for, their favorite colors, whether they're a chicken, steak, fish, or eggplant kind of person, musicians. Heck, their favorite Kardashian could be a way to establish some sort of commonality, some sort of connection. If you listen to one of my earlier podcasts, you could, you could connect people and cluster them based on the pantheon of, of customer words, right? Are they clones? Are they the people that got the hired? Are they the people that got, hey, give this person a raise, use their name, Michael or Frida or Kathy, or they're the Hear Your Smiles group, and you could literally connect them with, hey, this is the group of people that have gotten a Hear Your Smiles, or this is a group of people that have gotten your clones. And when you do this, when, when, when we make this, these different kind of connections, what we're doing is all we're doing is saying, hey, they're a little bit like me. If you've ever been out to Amazon to buy anything, one of the first things that you do is you go look at the comments from other people. Well, you don't know these people. But when you begin to read the comments, you begin to realize, hey, well, maybe that person's a little bit more like me. That, you know, this person liked this particular thing, or they liked the color blue, or they were really worried about whether the vacuum cleaner would pick up extra dust because you have asthma. And so you begin to connect with and find a similarity with the people that are online, which again, you, you don't know them, you've never seen them before, but you establish it because you're looking for somebody that's a little bit like you. And when we, when we make all these different types of connections, then we share the data, right? We, we let people know who uh, likes Breaking Bad versus who likes Game of Thrones, right? So, so we share the data. We identify with the data, right? Hey, man, you're a, you're a Game of Thrones person, or hey, you're, you're, left, you're left-handed, right? So we reward the data. Maybe next week is you give ice cream bars out to the people that are left-handed, or you know what? Somebody gets to take a lunch break at a particular time because they're all the chicken people or whatever the combination is, but we reward the data. And then the simplest thing to do is to compete with the data. I know we have a tendency to look at our data, you know, based on the supervisory teams that we're on, but why can't we have the months of your birth being the competition and those are the groups or your favorite presidential candidate or the state that you were born in or heck your favorite Kardashians. And, and this is something that you don't need to do on a weekly basis. It's just something you can simply assess. Hey, just wanted to let you know Kardashians are in the lead. And of course, anytime that we can connect up with another individual with one singular individual, maybe the other buddy, that other friend that fits the high school term, I've got a way for them to connect where, where they could pair up and maybe compete against somebody else. And we're trying to find some sort of way to connect them to their peers because when we connect them to their peers, the result is they recognize immediately there are other people like me. I'm not alone. If, if, if Joe can get through this, I can get through this. And so what we want to do is we want to try to find some sort of ways to connect to their peers. The second thing we want them to do is we want them to connect to you. And we've talked often about the fact that we need to be, we need to have some repetition about this, right? And we need to, we need to connect with people as often as we can, more now than ever, especially if you send the people home. 
it's really essential that you be equal about how often you're connecting with people and as natural as possible um, in obviously the connection, but you're very unnatural about the timing and the frequency. You need to write down when was the last time you connected with someone and to make sure that you are reaching out and connecting with each one of them because you really are making the difference. We've told you before that 75% of the people that leave a company leave because of their boss, not because of their pay, or because of the working conditions. They just don't like their boss. And sometimes they just don't know their boss. And that really leads me to the, to the, 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 the most important component of being you. And that is, is that if you want to connect with somebody, you've got to be transparent. One of the fastest ways to connect with somebody is to be transparent, which means that you need to share some personal information about yourself. Now, I'm not talking about getting into an environment where you've created some sort of personal relationship with the people that you're, you know, you feel like you have to go to drinks with them or you have to gossip with them or you have to be best friends with them. I'm not talking about that at all. What I'm talking about is being transparent enough that you create a connection with them that lets them know that you're real, that you're a real human being, because the more transparent you are, the more transparent they are. So let me give you a great example, right? We're right in the middle of this COVID-19. How am I coping with it? I'm a sold out believer in Jesus, right? That means that I'm relying on my faith during this time. And that's how I'm actually getting through this particular case. I'm most concerned about the fact that I've got, you know, two 85 year old parents that are, that are living inside their, living inside their house. They, they can't go out. And obviously this is a you know great risk to them. So, so I'm, I'm obviously praying through that and, and relying, relying on my faith. What I just did is I just shared something personal with you. Um, it could be something like that, or it could be something else that's just, hey, listen, you know what? I used to struggle with making outbound calls, or my back is killing me, or um, you know what? I saw such and such movie last night on Netflix. Anything that allows you to connect with your, that, that allows you to connect with your employees. And, and so I just shared something personal with you to show, to, to be a little bit more transparent with you about what's going on in a podcast. You'll never meet me, but... I, I shared something transparent. And so when you're, when you're trying to connect with your employees, sharing something personal, it could be something very, very small that shows that you are real. And I'm not saying that you have to show a weakness. I'm not saying that you have to, um, you know, divulge something personal that, that you don't want to divulge or, you know, you're going through a divorce or, you know, it's something about your ailment, your ailments, your sicknesses. I'm just saying I want you to be real. And obviously the measure of that is always the person that you're talking to. I want them to feel safe and recognize the fact that, hey, you know what? They, this is a real person that I'm dealing with. I can connect with this person because I can relate to something about them. Yes, you should do the birthdays. Yes, you can do the Breaking Bad and some of those kind of things. But your ability to be transparent is one of the fastest ways that you can make connection. And, and, and speed, unfortunately, is important in this environment because we don't have a lot of time. Right, we, we, we can't sit down and talk to somebody. We can't go to lunch with people in the contact center. Just get them off the phone for an hour. We've got a small amount of time. So your ability to be personal or transparent can help you in that regard. And then the final area that we're trying to make a connection is we're trying to connect them with the company. Now understand that you're probably the biggest visibility they have into the companies. They're gonna see it through your eyes. But when you can connect them to you know, your, your boss, other leaders, what the company's doing in the community, good press, some of the failures and successes and lessons learned by the company, what the company has done for them, will do for them, is doing for them and their peers. 
In other words, sharing good news, but also sharing real news. When we can connect them to the company, again, to your boss, maybe it's a video clip from your boss's 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 boss. Um, whatever you can do to, to connect them to he or she above you or to some other person in the organization or something that the company's doing, when you do that, you again create this result that's, you know what, hey, I like it here. It's not perfect, N nowhere, nowhere is, but I've created an opportunity to connect them with the employees, again, uh, to the company. Again, this is something that needs to be intentional. And if there were ever a time, and there's always a time, especially with the number of people increasing that are going home, them feeling disconnected from their peers, disconnected from you, disconnected from the company, heck, disconnected from the people that they pass in the street or the subway ride or the train station or the carpool or the parking lot attendant or the restaurant that they go to or the bench that they sit out in the park or the other people that are working in your organization that they run into on a regular basis. We have a mad desire to connect. You being intentional about how you connect them to their peers, to you, and to the company will go a long way to increasing their positive feelings and relationship with the company, with you, and with their peers. And as I've said, when you do that, you end up with less turnover, better performance, higher customer experience, and higher, em higher employee experience. And hey, let's really be safe out there. Maintain your six feet. I hope that you're working. I hope you've got an opportunity. We're in a, we're in a great environment where, for the most part, a lot of contact center people still get to have their jobs, even if they're working at home. And that's something to be very, very grateful for. Listen, be unbelievable to your employees. Be a great leader. I know you're capable. We're all going to get through this. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Have a great week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.